I'm Derek Thompson, longtime writer with The Atlantic magazine on tech, culture, and politics. There is a lot of noise out there, and my goal is to cut through the headlines, loud tweets, and hot takes in my new podcast, Plain English. I'll talk to some of the smartest people I know to give you clear viewpoints and memorable takeaways. Plain English starts November 16th. Listen for free on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. There's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with a personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Listeners, welcome. This is Sound Only. I'm Justin Cherry. And I'm Mike Peters. We're your Sound Only co-hosts, here to record our deepest, darkest thoughts about the millennial lifestyle. That's right. This used to be an Evangelion podcast. It turned into a hip-hop think piece industrial podcast, and we're back to (laughs) anime because this week... We're talking not about Atlanta. No, not yet. We're talking about Cyberpunk Edge Runners, the spinoff anime series by Studio Trigger, uh, spinoff of Shoom. Cyberpunk 2077. Shoom. Yes. Um, Micah. Yeah. Cars on a table up top. Uh huh. I like this show. The show is. The show. The show is. The show is pretty fire. The show is. The show is. Pretty good, I must say, from beginning to end. Wow. Um, Wow. Capital W, wow. Not World of Warcraft, just wow. Like, I mean, okay, so remember when we, you know, way back when, in in the annals of yesteryear, we were talking about a little show called Arcane. Yeah. Mm, Yeah. And we stumbled on it, we were just like, and then you watched it in a whole weekend and you were like, what the fuck is this? Like, what, like, yeah. what is that? Like, ha, 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 why does this, this doesn't have any right to be as good as it is based yeah. upon it being like, you know, um, a competition PC game that's turn-based with a story that nobody any recognizes. I mean, like, this was like, people were playing this on land servers, like, you know, mid two thousands. It wasn't even like like it was one of the recent RPGs. Like it's not a fresh story in anybody's mind by any means. And then you got that, right? It's a beautiful show. Like Arcane looks it's a beautiful. Beautiful show. Yeah, great I, like, character and, writing. Yes, and Edge Runners is. I don't want to like. Okay, I don't like. To say that it is as good as Arcane still feels too strong, but yo, it no, is no, no, up no. there. I, yeah. 
it is you know, up arcane there. still untouched arcane yeah, still exists it's still it's yeah. i mean like okay i cried all right i, I, like, yeah. I cried watching yeah. like arcane this yeah. is like this 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 is different this is like yeah. oh nice right this is this is um this is well executed um yeah. now in um in the wake of the show's release uh its popularity um, among Netflix subscribers and on the internet has led to sort of like a reanimation of the numbers of downloads of Cyberpunk 2077 on Steam. Yeah. It's up to like, I believe, like 80,000. More popular than Elden Ring at the moment. Yeah, yeah. More, per, uh, more, more popular than Elden Ring at the moment, but like not anywhere. Let's be, let's keep it in perspective. It's not anywhere near where it was at before this game came out, which was at a million. At you know, like it was trillion, right? Billion. A, like a billion trillion, and we build it four more. Di- like it's like, yeah, it's like we. This is like <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to do the math to see how much it's gonna take to get this car type numbers. Like it's this is that was like that was what CD Projekt Red was doing before, <laughs> um, Cyberpunk 2077 came out. Like it was a phenomenal. Like there were shorts, like really. Well scripted tear jerky cinematics coming out in four minute long commercial spots. Keanu Reeves is on billboards and shit. This was like a it was a like a huge deal because it was also like I'm trying to like really like how to really but like this is like CD Project Red. Um, who developed like uh, witch the Witcher series? Like, and they have like one or which the the, the the there is a video I was watching fairly recently that, and I think it was Genji. I think was the YouTuber. I can't remember. Anyway, like this was like the comparison he was making was between CD Projekt Red and Ubisoft, who um basically cd project red in the course of like under a decade became one of the biggest like software developers the the biggest software developer in europe like winning all these yeah. awards you know you as a lay person would know their name um and like by comparison like ubisoft had made something like three times they had 87 titles right yeah yeah. And like they Far were cry, like all that shit. Yeah, I mean and and were and were not at the level that CD Project was in le- in like less than a quarter of the time. Like I mean it was a yeah. meteoric doesn't begin to cover like uh the the rise that they had. So um they also saw like a spike in popularity in downloads of The Witcher 3 after like the Netflix series came out they got like this cross-pollination thing going on between like their video game projects and whatever they're putting out on TV with Netflix Edge Runners is um you know like its own thing we're going to talk about that actually a little bit later yeah can but, we actually you know, i, I want to set some things up about the game that this this series is spin off of first one thing i want to establish up front so you were talking about people sharing screenshots of like oh this anime blew the game up again this game is alive this game had the worst rollout since daikatana you know and then all of a sudden like we out here again you know you have like you have stands for the game, despite the fact that its launch was plagued by bugs, was plagued by all kinds of criticisms of the final execution of this thing. 
I want you to know because people, the people who defend Cyberpunk 2077 to this day, it's very much. Like, it's it, like oh, the same. It's the it's, same. It's the same kind of energy as that one person at a house party that I know that you've been to, and you've met this person that corners you, talks really loudly in your ear, and like puts their hands in your chest and says, "TK City is back, nigga." Like I'm telling you, like. You know, like it, it's 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 blah 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 blah. And it's just kind of like you know, all right. Well, I it, it, yes, but where is the bathroom? And also, I need to get a drink. <laughs> it's like there's it's just, this is, and that's like the I mean, like cool people are downloading the game again. Yeah, cool, but, but just like so, not so like that. Know, this isn't like just. So, I'm I'm gonna give you my. I, don't, I can't speak for Micah, but here's my. I'm looking at my Steam page right now. I'm going to give you my stats so you know that I'm for real. I'm not some drive-by critic. I reviewed this game when it came out, but I'm going to give you my real-time stats. Playtime, 142.2 <laughs> hours. Last played yesterday. Let's continue. <laughs> so, so, Cyberpunk 2077. I say all of this because, like, yeah, an important you, thing. Yeah, you, 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 tell me, you yeah. It's all just, right, but anyway, go ahead. No, it's just that it's a thing I want to establish is like I I like Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven and I definitely think with time this game has grown on me. I don't think it's perfect. I think a lot of shit about the game is annoying. I will say a huge thing about Cyberpunk Edge Runners, right? This anime series is a lot of the shit that it does right is shit that the game did wrong. Like that's kind of what's so gratifying yes. about how good Edge Runners is, is that it like there are eight things that this show does right, and they're all things that the game fucked up, uh, and that's like that's but, why it yeah, feels like a redemption arc here. Let's set up Edge Runners a little bit though, because I would yeah. like to talk a little bit more about what the show gets right that like yeah. the the game gets wrong because again, cards on the table. I did return it like after not playing it that much, you know, like this is, and I was, and, and since I've been banging my drum about, I don't know why you would just play grand theft auto online in first person. Cause they got jet bikes <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and the speed racer car too. You know, it's just like, there's, I don't see the, I didn't see the point, but the show like gives like makes a sort of sense out of this what i like honestly like what i like agree with you in your first review of the game the missing dystopia of the game like uh like it it, it's immediately like it's it announced the show announces itself like very early on in a in a very like easy to hear way (laughs) niggas are broke Niggas are broke yeah. in the anime <laughs> in a way that nobody broke. is broke in the game. Niggas oh. are experiencing brief commercial-like breaks of happiness and ecstasy through VR, and that's it, nigga. Because after it. that, they got to put on their vinyl, their vinyl jackets and go clean brains off the asphalt. That's it. That's all there is to life. They get bills for shit constantly in the first two episodes. <laughs> it's dead. <laughs> like, that's the thing. I mean, <laughs> it is really hard to undersell niggas are broke. <laughs> it's something like, okay, it is a, like, it's a, 
story that is just like the story that you would play through in cyberpunk when you are going through the character creation and the the menu of the game and i remember this much there are three options that you can build v's backstory v being the you know in like the irreplaceable main character that yeah. you are playing the the game like through his field or of vision her. or her sorry excuse yeah. me that it that's can be also either. part yeah, of it or them yeah. There's also like, you know, like they, it was a, the character customization was also one of the better parts of, of yeah. like, of the game, but um, you can go the Corpo route, the Nomad route or the Street Kid route. And the Street Kid route is like, obviously the one that like, you know, they actually wrote and then they were like, oh shit, we actually got to, you know. For variety's sake, we need to, you know, because we're really gonna fuck them up with this one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, like we got to give them two more options because, like, you know, <laughs> it could be anybody. You know what I mean? For real, like, so they give you the nomad and the corpo, corpo options, and the corpo options like has like it's I like, like nice option. little thing where you know you have. Uh, your existence, like I, I like the way that they communicate your existence in the corporal life, which is like you know, it is the blue, the pale blue light of your computer screen, the amphetamines that you take to keep yourself awake, and the anti-anxiety medication that you take, and you have a life coach. Yeah, there's all those sorts of things that you have in the corporal life. The nomad one is just like as blank as it sounds and the yeah. street kid one is uh you know like the scrappy like someday we're gonna make it to the top from you know like from these quarter waters type story Joel and that's Santana. like what this yeah exactly <laughs> we're gonna eventually we're gonna make i can't feel my face yeah. all right <laughs> This is and that is what that's what uh like the story of Edge Runners is. The central character is David Martinez. Uh and he is a teenager with an internet connection and a scholarship uh admission to the uh the it's best Arasaka academy, academy in the city. Yeah, yeah Arasaka yeah. Academy. The best the best academy in the city, which is which no coincidence bears the name of the richest company in the land. You know, money runs everything. TM. Uh, cash rules everything around me is the theme of the first two episodes of the show, really. Like, uh, yeah. you learn that, again, like we said, like the only kind of release or escape that David gets us through VR. His mom is overworked and underpaid and um, scraping by to send him to this academy where he doesn't have, like, you know, the the right, the compatible technology to keep up with the learning systems. And he, makes, he gets made fun of by the richer kids all the time for how broke he is. I mean, like, there's, you know, a sort of, weird uh, quickness with which the other students jump to your mom is whoring herself out to the board of trustees. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, but like, yeah, okay. So like that's happening. You get it. Like, um, and, you know, the thrust into the street life part of it all is obviously the mom dies because 
that's what happens in these kinds of stories. And like, uh, really again, you know, money is everything. When the trauma team shows up, they read their IDs or whatever and see that they're not insurance, you know, members. Yeah, they're not insured, and then yeah. and then they and then they say very like, you know, almost as that they're vomiting the line, like, lead them for the city meat wagons. Like yeah. it's just so it's very heavy handed. Um uh, trying to drive home the point that you know it's trap or die um and you know like so david sort of falls in with the quote-unquote wrong crowd the edge runners and uh lives the night city dream which is also a nightmare doing crimes. that's the short version of it. yeah doing crimes right. that, that's the short version of the story eBay Motors is here for the ride. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Right. And it's like, okay, a, a couple of things. One, the, there's the moment you said with the trauma team, right? Like the scene, they basically end up in this free accident where uh, David and his mom are kind of caught between two cars in a shootout on the on the highway, right? And that's where this accident happens and his mom dies. And the way they play that is so it is heavy handed, but it's heavy. Like, it's not just they don't get rescued at the scene because they don't have insurance. It's also that like, OK, David's mom dies. And the minute he gets home, the automated system is like, oh, your mom is dead. So no one's paying rent on this. OK, so the lights are out now. Right. And it's also when he's talking to the dude. Before his mom's died, where he's where he's like, okay, well, this is like, oh yeah, like the, the city, like you know, like there's only so much that we could do on the discount package, but she is stable. No, you can't right. see her. Um, That's here's not, her yeah, clothes. Visitations, yeah, like visitations it's, it's not, not part plan, of your yeah. package. Yeah. Um, like there is like a fair, like a lot of thought into like exactly how far Eddie's the word for money in this in this context go right like uh in this world and like how like you know how short you stop if you have none um there's a lot of i think when you are driving into night city for the first time i think probably like in the game it feels very like stock and trade like dystopic like oh like it's sort of like in the same way that like in every filmmaker that wants to depict squalor in a city setting like 
looks to New York during the tra- the, the, the garbage van crisis in like 1976 or yeah. whatever. Yep. Mm-hmm. Like that's what cyber, that's what the beginning of cyberpunk looks like. Like, oh shit is bad. You know, like it's like people are still smoking on the stoops, like in, in 2030, whatever, like, you know, it's like not that much. It's not that more imaginative, like, but, Somehow, like with the uh, fine line drawings and like the freedom of like structure that like whatever this art style is that they're using, yeah. And this is produced by Trigger, like it's produced yeah. by a Japanese studio, like, um, like pro of of you know, kill a kill, all kill that a shit. kill, pro bear, um, fame. Like it's like there's everything looks too slick. You know, looks like just a little bit exaggerated. All the structures sort of look like they're shouting, you know, like there's a, there's a cartoonishness to it that like the the game originally just didn't have, like it was just so bone serious, like bone dry yeah, serious. Like it was it's too just, realistic. It was too, the game yeah. is like too realistic for the kind of heightened shit. And the anime just goes like, okay, so you're talking about Trigger, right? Trigger is important to talk about, right? Because we talk about this all the time of like the the dark days of action, like non-shonen action anime from like late 2000s until I want to say like Kill a Kill. Like Kill a Kill is the show that's not like a Dragon Ball type thing, right? That sort of brings like action anime. It's like Kill a Kill and Attack on Titan, right? Which is the both like 2013 maybe, right? Yeah. Those are like the two shows that bring non shonen action anime where blood is splattering everywhere, like that kind of TV MA action anime back from the brink, right? And to me, Trigger, Trigger is important. It's, in, it's important that like Trigger did this show because Trigger is both, I think, kind of like the modern avatar of this kind of like high action, high color anime. And yet they have enough of a kind of repertoire and I don't know. They're like that. That staff is that thorough that they could do the thing where this show at the same time is summoning like the spirit of late 80s, like hyper violent anime OVA VHS shit. Like that's the thing yeah. that this show does. It's that glossiness that you're talking about for real, that modern action anime thing. But it's always like from the first scenes where David's getting bullied by the kids. They're not just getting bullied like, oh, ha ha. Like, they bloody no, him no, no, up no, no, at, no. at they, one point. They literally, they, they, they fuck they him up. Thousand pieced him up through a door. Like, yeah. it wasn't like, you know, like they were, like, is there's just such a, like, it's over the top. irreverence about, like, yeah, like it's, it's, um, Yes, it is. And I'm glad you said OVA and Attack on Titan because it's sort of like when you see, when they they tell you all the shit about, like, in the first season, Levi being, like, you know, humanity's strongest soldier and him being able to do all this stuff. And then you only get, like, two minutes of, like, him doing anything or whatever. And then you get the backstory OVA. And, like, you know, when he almost, the time that he almost killed Commander Irwin. And, like, you just get to see him in just doing stuff, talking to people, <laughs> cutting things up, you know, it's like, and you just want to like, it's just like, you just, 
you don't want to see him used sparingly or like you, it just seems like to be a lot of thought about like, what could this possibly do? What's the furthest that we can take this? And every time that you wonder, like, uh, you know, like uh, this, anytime that this show begins, like it's, it feels like it's getting stale, this, it reaches out and does something weirder. Like, yeah, there's agree. It's hard agree. And, and I don't mean that pejoratively. I mean that as a fact. Yeah. There's um like the like the 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 bullying scene that you're talking about with the like with the kids like where they're showing up like there's it begins like in the classroom where they're talking about like you know they have the way the classrooms are set up is that like there's learning pods let's call them. Um, where there's just kind of these tubular stations that the kids lay down on, sort of like you're laying down in cryosleep for a deep space journey. But they do it every day. And it's like this really serene learning environment with like rolling green hills in the background and this giant AI teacher in a white lab coat is just hovering like Oz over these kids (laughs) saying... (laughs) you know, open your memory banks to chapter three dash seven point one or whatever. And, but in like, in the meanwhile, they can sort of call to each other. They can send each other folded notes in the firms of, in the form of actual phone calls, sort of like how they were doing and, um, fully coolly and fully coolly progressive, yeah, um, where they had like yeah. the, they had like the, you know, Microsoft Surface adjacent uh, learning tablets that had the, you know, the streaming instant messenger, sort of like they had the text message stream and the original Fooly Cooly. Um, and that, and, and that, in this, in Edge Runners, it's just phone calls. So, like, these kids are just talking shit to each other telepathically in the classroom, is what is the, is the premise that it sets up. So there's the rich kid who is talking shit to David about like, oh, what'd your mom do to get into the school? But I think that's where you first notice like really that they really try to drive home the language of this world, uh, like the pattern of it. Like everybody speaks in text messages. And like like we said, choom is like, you know, a colloquialism. Um, the Eddies are like, you know, I don't know if that's actually what the official it is. Eddie, no, you're right, you're right. Oh, okay, all right, cool, yeah. yeah. Like, but I, but I, I didn't know if that's what, like, you know, if it was like duckets, you know what I mean? Like, uh, <laughs> anyway, like, there's like a lot of that, like, you know, the thing that I was thinking about when I was talking to my friend about it was like the way that Alan Moore was trying to represent language in. Well, I guess actually this period in time when he was uh, in the Dark Knight. So like they like all of the mutant faction just speaks in a crazy way. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, it's similar here. Uh, it's just like, you know, this very Internet adult language that makes its way out into the real world. It's that. OK, so that's the tech part of it, right? Because like the way they present a lot of how again, the kids and all the people in this world interact, right? Like we're talking about a series or talking about a franchise, I guess we're calling it at this point, where it's like the whole deal, right? Is like cybernetics, right? You have like 
people have varying degrees of operating systems and augments installed in their bodies, right? And part of the show is presenting like what is communication and social relationships look like in a world where this is the case, right? Which the game has a lot of. But the thing that this show has also with the stuff in the school is the stuff that the game was almost entirely missing, right? Which is setting up that sense of like, class warfare in this universe right in that sense of desperation like one of the lines too early with the doc who's treating david's mom as he said something like oh yeah when he's when he's talking about like the fact that he has no healthcare coverage he's like look there's a reason everybody wants a corporate job right like there's that like this, this show does such a good job of setting up the idea that like a cyberpunk isn't a dystopia because the city looks a little dirty or you know what I mean? It's like a dystopia it's a, because it's these are the dynamics. Yeah, it's a dystopia because like everything is based like it's survival is based yeah. on a subscription. Yeah, there you go. Everything is transactional, um, which is um, like which is why like the central story being a love story and not like, uh, and not the overarching large, big bombastic thing about, we need to get the skeletal prototype back from Arasaka <laughs> yeah. and revenge on yeah. Faraday. It's more about whether or not David can actually trust Lucy and whether Lucy actually loves David in a yes. world that is this transactional. Yes. And that's the whole thing. Like, right. it's like, it keeps it, it keeps him up nights like, you know, it, it drives her to an insane lengths, you know, like there's like, sorry, not insane, murderous lengths, insane murderous lengths. <laughs> <laughs> like, <there's, laughs> like, and I mean, there is kind of, and it ends in disaster, which is the most important thing, but like, yeah. um, like that's why like the story is, as effective as it is, in my opinion, um, and why, like that, that last bit, like, uh, like the quiet moment that she has, on, that Lucy has, like on the surface of the moon, where she imagines that David made it there with her, and then like she just kind of stands, and like you know, the light of the sun that's glinting off of the surface of the Earth. It's a really nice shot. It's yeah, a the really embrace. nice moment. Yeah. Yeah. Like after a show that was that chaotic, especially, you know, with yeah, the music that, that is that like full and ca and like an electric for 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 the like for ninety eight percent of it, like most of the episodes, like and then it's like a very quiet moment that is like I was just like that was another moment where I was just like this has no place in here. This is too beautiful. <laughs> yeah, you know what it is. That's where I would emphasize the comparison with Arcane, right? Even if I do think ultimately, sure, Arcane is a better show. But what I would, it, they both have this really, really strong sense of balance between when they need to be bombastic, like plotty ass, you know, action anime, anime bullshit type thing, and when they need to be simple heartfelt earnest character drama thing right like they right. both like, play that division really well and i think it's like really it's down 
like to finding the things in this ridiculous world that would have the most outsized effect on the communities that you manage to develop within it. Like, so it's like, so a natural consequence of all of this upgrading, right. Of, uh, of chroming out like, and yeah, like again, like the language of this and like, you know, the edginess of it collides to create such, you know, eye rolling groaning moments such as it's high time. It's high time. I chromed the fuck up was like the last <laughs> line of 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 the pilot episode of the yeah. show. Um but chroming up is nonetheless like an important plot device because like the more stuff that the stronger you make yourself the more the more vulnerable you are. It's like it's a lot like the um it's a different it's sort of like an inversion of the teen power fantasy in the same way that like Evangelion was actually because the stronger yeah. you get the more vulnerable you are like the more the more chrome upgrades that you put on yourself the more machine guns that you affix to your forearms and you know teleportation devices you put in your spine and the more t- the more times that you use all those things um the closer you edge yourself to unreality, the, the like you're unable to tell the difference between up, down, past, present, like enemy, f- uh, friend, like all those things become like, you know, turned upside down at a certain point, the, the stronger you make yourself, quote unquote. You see, that is, that is the shit that the show does. Like, that is the shit that the show far and away does way better than the game, right? Because like so, the game so well, like the okay, but yeah, you're saying no, no. It's just that in the game, right? So think about it. In the game, cybernetics in the game too, right? And it's like you can choose different styles of upgrade. You can do quick hacks where most of the stuff you can do as a character is based on like hacking into your enemy's mind and and inflicting ailments on them. Or you have the thing that like David has in the show. He has the Sandivistan operating system. That's his whole, that's his sort of shtick in the beginning. That's his basis is that he gets his hands on this advanced Sandivistan thing, the Sandivistan operating system. And basically it's, it's bullet time, right? Like it's, you basically get high speed thinking and movement. You move in bullet time. And that becomes a sort of fundamental for him. But in the game, right, it's just like you could get the Santa Vista. You could do quick hacks. You get more abilities. You level up throughout the game. But like there's no real engagement with the idea, right? It's like you have the kind of plot of Cyberpunk 2077, which is like you have this chip in your brain and it's scrambling your brain and Keanu Reeves is in your brain and it it feels kind of shallow. Whereas in this, like you're totally right. Like the difference between how David looks and behaves in episode one versus how he looks and behaves in episode 10. Like that is a story, like the deformity of his body over the series and sort of thinking about, Oh, right. This is the actual weight of this idea of body modification and transhumanism. Like the show does like it's like it, it asks the question in episode four, Three, like maybe five, I think. It asks a question in episode five through Ripper Dot of like how much of 
you is actually human still. Like how much right. of that is still organic? Yeah. And then at the very end of the show, that's really a question that you have to ask yourself looking at the character model. Like, yeah. I mean, like in action. Like, he looks like, like Metal Gear at the end. He looked like fucking yeah. a Metal Gear. Like it's I think like maybe the first time that like I was introduced to like the idea of upgrades physically costing something and like a really um like visceral way that like you know you remember is probably like Bioshock when you first like shoot up a like an electric plasmid. Yeah. Like and you're like cause it's like when you pick like you pick up a like you pick up a syringe and you shoot it in your arm and you're like, you know, I like like you would if you see whatever the like whatever the thing is, they can put whatever um skin on it they want it's an upgrade and yeah. this is a loot and you're a loot farmer and this is at the end of the map and you're gonna do it doesn't matter what it is even if it's literally a syringe in an underwater city <laughs> in a puddle of stagnant water <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> out of so, trash can yeah out of like, a trash uh, can out of a trash can like i mean like okay so like you just so you pick this thing up and you shoot yourself with it and then surprise your body starts to reject it and it is yeah. a very long sequence like there is a and i i don't know who the voice actor was for jack but like it was I, there was such screaming and moaning and pain, and then you, f and the screen goes different effects, and then you fall over the band, like the banister of a like of a two story walk up in a in a lobby, and you fall on your face and you pass out, and you're out for hours. Like, and it was the first time that I'd like ever like really thought about the cost of an upgrade. Yeah, yeah, and I mean like. You know, like the cyberpunk game, sure, like, you know, tries to like, I mean, it might even be like a like a straight up pastiche of that, but it doesn't but so hit the yeah. same. It doesn't, hit, it doesn't the same. hit the same. They just it blur your screen every 10 minutes. They kind of blur your screen a little bit and go, oh, I got a headache. It's kind of how it works in cyberpunk 2077. Yeah, I, but like with this, it's like they show you at the beginning of the show, they show you somebody who's gone who's, you know, uh, suffering from cyberpsychosis, who's gone cyberpsycho. Yeah. Um, they show it to you a couple of times, and then they threaten, like, David with it several times going up to the end of the show, you know? Like, they have other characters talk about it. It's a thing that they prop up with, like, the idea of immunoblockers, and it's... Uh, and that being linked into... Uh, like the socio-political world that the show's created. Yeah, for sure. And it's like, it's the fact of the show beginning on, right, when they show the cyber-psycho spree in the beginning, with somebody who has the, the original possessor of the Sandivistan unit that David comes across, right? This guy who's super voided out, chromed out uh, in the Argo of this show, right? And has clearly lost it. And then at the end, they have the Atom Smasher character from the cyberpunk lore who like his whole thing right is he's this le legendary super soldier who you know when he encounters david he's talking all this shit about he's not he's zero percent organic adam smasher is all cyborg right and but you look at adam smasher and it's like he looks grotesque 
right? He's soulless. He's friendless. And it's like more than that, more than that. Like, I like that the show when Adam Smasher shows up um, immediately after like the meet cute between him and David, yeah, like yeah. <laughs> when they both enter Santa Vista mode, it just becomes yeah. like a retread of the music video they did when it was just David and Lucy you know, traipsing through cyberspace when she was, you know, trying to, yep. you know, entrap him, you know, so she could steal the Santa Vista in the first place, which is how they met. Like, and right. Adam Smasher is just like a background character in a music video for like two and a half minutes. It's like, take on me the way they're moving yeah, around. Like, <laughs> it's so like, it's, and it's, and it's so like delightful yeah, in a, like is. in a moment that is like after, like the like everybody's being shot up. Like everybody's skulls are exploding, spines are being ripped out, and like, you know, um, love is about to die, you know? <laughs> and then this happens and it's like so much fun. Yeah, it's very fun. The ending is very fun. But um I I I wanna like I wanna I wanna be sure to to highlight this. This is like a thing that happened, um that kind of like encapsulates what we're talking about here. The character Rebecca. Mm, um, lolly. The lolly. Yes, no. the lolly. Exactly. Ah. The lolly. There was a back and forth reportedly between CD Projekt Red and Trigger, and Trigger was just kind of like, we made this character for your show. Like, they made the character models first, <laughs> and they, they sent them back to CD Projekt Red, and they were just like, this has no place in like the the cyberpunk universe like this is too they're wrong CD like, this is, is wrong. like this is like this is too this is entirely too bubbly like this is too goofy like this is a, like, like they like this is a lolly this is like this doesn't belong like in this in False. the fa in the favelas of night city you know what i mean like this is it, it doesn't belong and they were like, no, we're keeping it. This is like, it, it absolutely does. And they were right. Yes. Because she is a neat representation of, I think, like, all of, like, like the perverse attraction I've felt to this franchise in general. Like, mm -hmm. I mean, from, and I mean that in terms of, like it being funny that the cars slide and flip over in a certain way and or the way that like uh like you know when you use the shotgun bodies will like sort of go ragdoll and flying in a circular fa like it's just like they sort of lose all weight after like you know they die <laughs> and sort of like a representation of how over overly serious or stupid any of the characters or any of the storylines might be like and for that like she is an absolute hit as far as i understand it i'm 100 with you on this yes yeah great. rebecca's like it's what they're talking about yeah rebecca's fucking fantastic like um you know She's loud. She's R.I.P. to it's the great. god. Yeah. Dog, like, her final scene is like crushing. I mean, like literally. It sucks, but also man. just like, man. It's oh, but she was sucks. a G though. She was a G though. 
Um, she was a G because she was just she was live like she she died the way that she lived, which she really was did. living fucking life, bro. Yeah. Like that's like that's Rebecca was incredible. Rebecca's a good character. Um, I don't know what y'all are talking about. Child rubber soldier, man. Like she, you know what it is too. It's like toward the end of the show, like the stuff you were just saying. We were saying about Adam Smasher. Like that's another thing where it's just like. Meanwhile, Adam Smasher in the game fucking sucks, right? Because he's he's kind of like so sporadically used in the game. He shows up to be the final boss fight of Cyberpunk 2077, but he goes out like a little bitch. Like, and I'm telling you, I beat this game. I beat the secret ending of Cyberpunk 2077 on hard and very hard. And let me tell you, if you do the secret, like the suicide mission ending of Cyberpunk, that shit. When you do the raid solo on Arasaka Tower in Cyberpunk 2077, that shit is hard. That shit is difficult, especially if you don't just grind it out to level 50, except for the Smasher boss fight. That shit is easy. You get to the end of it. He anticlimactic as fuck in the game. He sucks. You're talking about like there being like, you know, the, you know, Johnny Silverhand is in your brain chip and you're degrading to a point where you can either choose at the end of the game. Right. And you get to send. I've been watching a lot of videos, dog. Like so, okay. So, and you get to sit on a rooftop for like yep. as long as you want, deciding what you want to do. And there are right. three options. There is like you can either take your own life, right? Um, you can see uh, control of your body to Johnny Silverhand, who has been. Slowly taking over your cognitive function for the last however many hours of the game. Or yeah. what was the third option? You can well, you uh, can do other stuff too. You can do that. You can oh, you can or you can just be like go with your right, friends too. Like you I'm can be just like, gonna go with my friends yeah. and live out the rest of my days, which is about six months. Uh, and you know, just rob and jack until I die. Um, and yeah. yeah. Like, I, which I mean, like, like the, 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 it being like such a sad ending to the show and then like being going online immediately after to Google edge park edge runners just to see what was like, what, what was being written about it and to be like, will it be renewed for season two? And it's just like, this story definitively did not call for that. Like there's <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. like there is. Nothing to suggest that bringing this back for a se- for another season would be anything other than a disaster. Well, it's more like to your point, actually, at the very top of the episode, right? It is weirdly an anime that has like a really dark, definitive ending, right? The anime does, and it mostly makes me excited to play the expansion that CD Projekt Red is doing. I mm-hmm. think it's all like Phantom Liberty. They got Keanu back for it. And like, I'm excited to play that when it comes out next year. Right. And I am excited to play that. And I, yeah, I feel like the natural response to this, this thing being a hit is for them to sort of take advantage of the, the second wind of goodwill for the game. And you know what I mean? And try to learn the lessons of this anime instead of like the storytelling in that universe of this game, which is technically still alive because you know, that's how video games work now is we keep them alive with expansions and stuff. But yeah, you're right. I'm way more excited to play more of the game than I would be to watch Edge Runners season two for sure. Um, yeah. 
but goddamn, this was good. Like this, this show yeah, is like, cause this it's show just is like, tight. I feel, I feel like because, you know, because I'm so satisfied by like the ending of the show. Don't bring this shit back, man. Like, you yeah. know, just to just like, you know, take the, take the win and carry it into, carry it into a new cyberpunk game, you know? That is the like yeah. the Cyberpunk thirty seventy seven, you know. Uh with uh and don't like, you know, directly try to connect it to the lineage of of like this show either. Be like, oh, they actually managed to Lucy was pregnant. Don't do that either. <laughs> that's that's what I, yeah, like, it's, that would be the you, idea. Because you know, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Like it's like yeah. Yeah, come on. Definitely dog. don't do that shit. That would, don't do that. Let, um, let let Lucy rest. Let Lucy let Lucy live her life. Yes. Um, but look, as somebody who has dumped as many hours as I said at the top of this episode into this the game for sure. Like we love to see a win for CD CD Project Red finally. Uh <laughs> I always love to see a win for Studio Trigger. However, I'm still even more excited for Panty and Stocking with Garter Belt season two, whenever that's coming out. Um, do we have anything else to say about this anime? We don't have anything else to say about this anime. We uh, we just yes, we did see the Chainsaw Man trailer, and yes, we are hype, and yes, we, we will talk about we have, it. Yes, we have plans. Yes, we have, we plans. have plans. We have plans. <laughs> uh, listeners, email us please about Chainsaw Man, about Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven, about Cyberpunk Edge Runners, whatever have you. Soundonlypod at gmail.com. Email us about other studio trigger stuff too. Cause like trigger, trigger man holding it down for the 99 and 2000. Kill a kill. Uh yeah, I watched Kisniver. Yes, that show is uh email me about it if you watch Kisniver. Yes, I <laughs> I loved Space Patrol Luluko actually. Adorable show. Uh, I gave up. Yes, I gave up on Darling in the Franks after six episodes. I did, in fact, like most people, I feel like. I'm Justin Charity. And I'm Mike Peters. Shouts out to our producer this week, Isaiah Blake. We'll see y'all next week.